In this episode of the Vibonomics Podcast, I'm giving you Money Mike. And the reason for that and the reason why this episode is about me is because it was brought to me by a very close friend of mine that said, Hey, Mike, you got good information, great knowledge. Shit, I'm going to do some of the stuff you're talking about. But for a person who don't know you, maybe they want to know a little bit more about your background. They want to know who Money Mike is. So that's what this episode is about. Hope y'all enjoy Money Mike. Let's get it. <laughs> it's me. It's me. But, but it's about you. I want y'all to go ahead and just relax and listen. We're going to go on a journey together. <laughs> Let's go. Learn about money. Learn about real estate. We're going to give you a vibe. Learn about business. Learn about mindset. We gon' give you a vibe, learn about money, learn about real estate. <laughs> we gon' give you a vibe, learn about business, learn about greatness. <laughs> we gon' give you a vibe, uh. Listen, it's about ownership. It's about understanding this money for real. It's about really understanding this real estate game. It's about building a legacy. What you wanna do? You listening, right? So let's work. How y'all feeling? How y'all feeling? Damn it, I'm feeling good. I hope y'all feeling the same. Welcome to another episode of the Vibonomics Podcast. And I just want to acknowledge and say something about money real quick. Just hit me, like literally four minutes ago. When you get a dollar... Have you ever taken the time to really look at it and say, what did I do to earn this? What was the amount of time that I took to earn this dollar or $10, $20 or $100, right? Like, what did I do? Because I think what happens to us is we earn money, but we don't really look at it because it comes in. And for a lot of people, it just goes right out. So we're not understanding the real value of it. We just know that we need more. Um, I apologize about all that noise, y'all. I am in a hotel room in L.A. and somebody's badass kids keep running up and down the hall. But I'm glad that happened because I told y'all I'm going to give it to you raw and uncut. That's ridiculous. Interrupting my episode for the people. But besides the point, I'm not going to edit that out. I want that to be in the audio. I'm going to keep it. We're going to keep it pushing and keep it rolling. But I want you to understand and look at the dollar differently and break it down to a dollar. You know, like, Michael, a dollar ain't nothing. But that's the problem is that you think it ain't nothing. I want you to understand what it took for you to earn that dollar. Like, what kind of effort did it take for you to earn that dollar? You know, if you got 10 of them, 20 of them, 100 of them, or 1,000 of them, what effort did it take? How many hours did it take? What kind of thought process did did it go did you go into to earn that money? And 
that is going to be part of a foundation that allows you to have more of an appreciation, not only for the money that you have, but also the work ethic it took to get that money. Because I think we go through life so much that we don't take time to just sit back and be like, damn, what is going on? Like, okay, it comes in, it goes right out. I don't know what's going on with it. But I think just a foundational basis of that is just to say, hey, what did I do to earn this? That's just a start. But I don't want to go off too far in that. Um, as I said, in this episode, I want to talk about me. <laughs> And um, not in a selfish way, I want to talk about me because it was brought to me by a very close friend of mine that, you know, hey, he basically said, hey, Mike, man, you got some good information. You know, I'm really I'm really messing with what you're talking about. You know, you got a voice and you're really knowledgeable. And, you know, I really feel like you, your, um, your podcast can impact people. But, bro, I don't I'm looking at this as if like I know you're my bro and everything, but I'm looking at this if I don't know you. Like, who the hell are you? And he said that to me. Shout out to my um, my bro, Orny. Um, Orny, if you're listening to this, bro, appreciate the advice. But he came to me with that, and I said, damn, bro, you're right. You're right. People don't know who I am. I just started a podcast and just said, hey, I'm Money Making Mike. Like, who is Money Making Mike? Who is this Money Mike guy? Like, who are you? Well, I'm going to talk about a little bit of that. Um, you're probably wondering, like, what gives this guy any sort of credibility? Or, like, what does he know? You know, like, who is this guy? You know, but I always like to say, like, I'm nothing special, but, you know, my work ethic is special. And what I mean by that is, hey, I'm the everyday person. You know, I work like everybody else. You know, I have my bumps and bruises, my ups and downs. But damn it, my work ethic and my desire to win and be great, not only for myself, but for my friends and family, is relentless. And that's part of my makeup. And it is essentially a foundation of the reason why I love business, finance, and ownership, and those concepts and thoughts and those conversations resonate with me so well, because growing up, to be honest, man, I, I didn't really understand money at all, and growing up, I didn't realize I didn't understand money at all. I had to look back and see that because like most people, when you grow up in a household, you know, you got your friends and you got your family members, your mom, your dad, you know, you, uh, you know, if you're being raised by a family member or whatever the case may be. But a lot of times you take your ideals from the households that you're in and the people that you're around. But I knew that my people, my family um, were hardworking people, but the understanding of wealth, ownership, and how powerful that is was not a, a conversation that was brought up a lot, I want to say. You know, and, and most people, the reason why they don't bring it up, and I fe- later found out, was because we weren't informed of it. And a thing that I will continue to bring up in almost every episode probably is, and I'll say it again, and I've said it in previous episodes, there are people in this country, there are people in this world who understand and utilize, and I like to say play with, but deploy money and capital at an elite level. The education of money goes beyond the dollar or the type of currency that you're using to exchange for a particular good or a service. It goes beyond that. Because what I thought money was, I thought money was going to work, 
getting my check and spending on whether spending on things whether it was things that I needed or things that I wanted. Growing up, when I first got my first job, so let, I'm not gonna go through the whole history, but let's just talk about my first job in Cincinnati, Ohio. Seventeen years old, call center job. So um, it was supplemental health insurance, nine fifty an hour. I thought I was rich. I'm gonna tell y'all right now. I thought I was rich. I thought I was rich. I used to get. I remember my first check. My first check. I went, and I'm gonna tell you, my first check was four hundred and twenty some odd dollars for after for two weeks. So I worked part time. I would go to work after school, um, and I remember I got that four hundred and twenty five dollars. I want to say three hundred and eighty of it was gone that day. Gone in a flash. Shit was burning a hole in my pocket. I got 425. What you mean? I'm hitting up the mall. I'm hitting up the mall. If y'all know, the mall ain't the same in Cincinnati, but I went straight to Tri-County Mall. Anybody, for all my Cincinnati people listening to this, I went straight to Tri-County Mall. Went to Foot Action. Bought me a whole Jordan fit. I got me the Jordan flip-flops, the Jordan socks, two Jordan t-shirts, Jordan shorts. And I remember going and buying me another pair of gym shoes at the Champs. Which, if you know how Tri County, used, I don't even know what Tri County looked like anymore at this point. But I know back in the day, you had a foot action, and then across from that was the Champs. I went right over the Champs and bought me some more damn gym shoes. That money was gone. All right, and then I remember that that day specifically, me and my boys we used to always hoop all the time. And I remember going to get me two McDoubles and a and uh, a medium fry. That used to be three dollars and forty nine cents. That was the meal. I knew it like the back of my hand because I used to get it all the time. Two McDoubles, two McDoubles, that's two dollars. Medium fry, dollar $1.49. So you had the first window. That's what they used to say. So that money was gone, y'all. That shit was gone. It burnt a hole in my pocket. And when I think on it, that was my first real introduction into money of my own. And growing up, you know, you're not taught. Well, I'm gonna speak just for myself. I wasn't taught about wealth. I wasn't taught about ownership or valuing the dollar or understanding what to do with your money. Now, one thing my mom and dad did say was save, but save in the sense of just taking money and putting it, you know, in a, you know, like your piggy bank or taking a dollar and just putting it away, which is great. That is the foundation. But as I said, that is beginner level stuff, y'all. But it is very, very important because most people are not even at that level, but me being an African-American, a black king, and understanding that we as a whole, as people, really don't own anything, and the amount of knowledge and care typically that I knew I had about when it comes to money was non-existent for a point, and... What I, what I ended up doing was I had to sit back and realize, now keep in mind, this is like four or five paychecks later, but I started to look at myself like, damn, Mike, you ain't got really nothing to show for it, but it's some nice-ass outfits. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I pulled up to Princeton High School fresh as a mother sucker. Fresh as a mother sucker. Boy, when I got that job, I was fresh. Fresh. That was me. Yes, sir. Shout out to the Vikings. And we went to state my junior year. I ain't played. Shout out to the shout out to them Vikings, them 09. That that 09, 
That 09 crew and the Prince of Vikings was a mean crew, man. That was some mean boys, man. Shout out to them guys, man. Them guys was some beasts, man. Shout out to Cyber. You know, oh man, I ain't even gonna go through the whole roster, man. Our shit was busting. But that's beside the point. The point of it is, is that I didn't understand money, y'all. Had to leave Princeton High School. Got accepted to The Ohio State University, and I'll say it again, it is the greatest institution on planet Earth. I am biased. I did four years there, graduated, feel honored, and they got my damn money. So you think I'm not about to shout them out? Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. Shout out to the Buckeyes. But um, went to Ohio State, and my first two years, I want to say I was just loving just the, the life of being a student. At that university, I loved everything about it. I loved the responsibility of going to class. I loved living on my own. I loved being around girls all the time, in which all these girls were just different and new. Like, I grew up, all the girls we all had knew them already. This is a whole new batch of women, y'all. I'm just going to be 100 with y'all right now. This is my mindset. Stay with me. I'm not going to get off on a tangent. I just want y'all to understand what my mind was and what clicked for me. So, that's how I'm living my first two years, right? My junior year hits, and I, I've always, even like I want to say my, my freshman and sophomore year, I've always been infatuated with getting this cheese, even in high school. Like, it was all about getting this money, but I didn't really understand and appreciate it. But it was always about getting this money. It was, oh, for sure, about getting this money. But my junior year of college, I said, what are we going to do with this money? I started to have a natural interest, and I told myself I'm going to teach myself the stock market because I was always amazed at the charts and the way they looked, and I'm like, damn, this looks very complicated, but I want to learn it because the perception was if you understood stocks and you understood these charts, you were smart with money, and you could do stuff with money. That's just the, I'm just talking about a basic perception because you think stocks, you think Wall Street. Wall Street, you think money, big money. You know, so I just equated the two and I said, I need to learn about this. So that's what I did. You know, I, I took the time and I was self, I just read a lot of books and I ended up always, always, every day. So I had a period where I would do my work. I still have my social life. Still, I love to play basketball. Um, so go to the RPAC, JOs or something like that, go hoop. But I had, I always set time in my day, every day for a given period in which I would study stocks. I would read up on companies and I would just study terms. Like I would like, what the heck is a beta? Like what is a limit buy? Like what does it mean to have a market buy? Like what is a share? Um, what is, you know, um, dollar cost averaging? Like I'm starting to learn, like I'm just reading up a little bit, but again, I'm still a novice y'all and I'm just reading up. Um, I want to say my senior year towards was it about, the, about the beginning middle, about the middle part of my senior year. Um, I decided to take it up another level and, you know, really get more into it, and I opened up my first ever stock account, um, and I bought shares, and so that was a big moment for me, y'all, because I want y'all to understand something when I say this, 
I ain't buy. I had. I probably put fifty bucks, fifty dollars that I had saved up, scraped up, cause I was living. I wasn't living lavish in college, y'all. I wasn't living real lavish, but um, this was some money that I had, and what's so crazy when I think about it is, is I could have been living even better, cause I did get a nice car, um, basically in the end of my my end of my basically the beginning of my senior year of college, and. I just thought about all the stuff I spent my money on, and I just realized, even talking to y'all right now, I blew some money just on stuff that had nothing to show for it. Nothing. Like, I probably spent crazy amounts of money. And now that I think about it, I have friends who blew grants and stuff like that, and it's just like, man, if we only knew, man. Like, now, oh, my gosh, I look at $1,000 so much differently than I do than I used to. So... Beside the point, I opened up my first stock account, and now I'm really understanding this money. I'm investing now. Um, fast forward um, to after I graduate, I get um, I decide to take it up a notch, and I got um, approached by a financial advisor through a mutual friend to basically help me with getting life insurance and getting my, my finances together. Now, this wasn't too far off from uh, graduation. It's just probably maybe two to three months after I graduated and I was already working full time, but I had debt. I was just, my fi- I just had didn't have a grip really on my finances really. Now keep in mind, I didn't have a grip on my personal finances, but the door of being open to the education of understanding money at a different level was already open. I had started that journey in my junior year. That's when I really started it. And then the birth of really, I don't want to say loving money, but the the I want to say the birth of wanting to get this money as I like to say was dates all the way back to when I was in high school. I was a freshman sophomore year. That's when I really just started saying, man, I'm gonna get this money. I want to be I want to be wealthy. I want to have all that. Like that's what I wanted. But I didn't really understand what it took to get there. I really didn't. I just said that's what I want. So I get involved more. Um, I got approached by a financial advisor to. Helped me out. Um, they ended up educating me even more. This financial advisor, who is actually to this day a very good friend of mine, very close, um, great people, great family. But um, and I thank this person so much because it opened my mind up to another level of finance. Um, I ended up getting my first um, ever life insurance policy through this financial advisor. So now I got life insurance. Something I really didn't understand at all. I just knew growing up. You know, when a loved one was lost, you know, I did hear about the money talk. But I didn't really understand it as a youngster. You know, you don't understand that when you're young. You just want to go hoop, play, and you you might be sad that you lost your loved one, but you're not understanding, and it's, it's so direct, the business behind it. And one thing I've come to learn growing up and, you know, in my adult life is that there's a business behind everything. There's a business behind life, death, food, technology, real estate, hair, <laughs> nails, eyelashes, nonprofits, nonprofit work. There is it's a business behind everything, and money is a driving force in every facet of your life, in some form or fashion. You might not see the inner workings, but you gotta understand this is business. Big business. 
And you may just be a component, but your mindset has to go to another level. You have got to say, you know what? I got to start thinking like a owner. And that's what I started to think like once I got that life insurance. And I opened up my first ever Roth IRA. I opened up my first ever emergency fund when I got all that. I want to say, again, this is 2014, y'all. This is 2014. I started off investing $50 a month into a Roth IRA. And I started investing. No, flip that. Yeah, no, that's right. I did $50 a month in the Roth IRA, and I did $25 a month into an emergency fund. And I paid, I got real cheap life insurance. My life insurance policy, when I first got it, was maybe $16 a month. Real low, nothing crazy. Didn't have a lot of assets or anything, so I didn't need much coverage. You know, I didn't, I just needed really just to take care of my debt. And I started to have a passion for it even more right at that moment. You know, the importance of it really affected me to the point to where I actually got licensed. So I got uh, my life insurance license first, um, and then I went on to get an investment license. So I got investment license, um, got appointed with annuities, and in doing that, that process, I'm helping families, y'all. So I ended up becoming a full-fledged financial advisor from a guy who had no life insurance, no investments, no nothing, was never, ever taught none of these principles. And I love the Ohio State University. I love my high school, Princeton High School. But these concepts were not taught to me at those institutions. I had to learn this shit on my own. And then I had to go out and seek the knowledge from outside sources. See, I think the problem with what we have in society today is that these are not mandatory things. There's no way no high school in this country should not have a basic finance 101, 102, and 103 courses that are required to graduate. I don't give a damn about geometry, but I need you to understand what credit utilization is. I need you to understand how to balance a checkbook. I need you to understand that if I give you $50, how can you take that and invest it into the stock market or a mutual fund or a Roth IRA? And watch it gain interest. What is interest? When I ask you what is an interest rate, you need to be able to tell me that. You need to be able to tell me what a CD is. You need to be able to tell me what, the, what a match is on your 401k. Because guess what? That's going to be your everyday life. Geometry was, is not my life, y'all. It's not. Trig. Algebra. I'm not saying you're not supposed to learn it, but it ain't my life. Most people's lives don't go down that path. And not only are we not educated in that money aspect of understanding those principles, but damn it, you know one thing they don't tell us about either that I learned even later that I that I it ain't a person that I don't run into. I don't even care what I don't care what background you come from. I don't care how much money you got or don't got. I'm gonna tell you right now, if you don't take nothing else away from anything that I say to you, put ownership first. It is the power that we lack is. Being straightforward as black people. We get money, but we don't own shit. I'm being 100. We don't own a damn thing. We don't own nothing. We don't own nothing as a people, as a whole. And, yeah, there are policies. There are things that happened over time that prevented that. Or may have caused a roadblock in getting to that success. But, damn it, when I grew me growing up, in my friends and family and the people that I was around, we didn't talk ownership because we didn't know it. We didn't understand it. 
And then the people who do have the knowledge, they don't spread it out. So that was one of the whole purposes of me even starting this podcast because I started to feel selfish having this information. And not to say I didn't tell my friends because any of my friends and family can always come to me for that knowledge and that advice. But I said, damn, I got a voice. I got information. I can relate to people. You know, I'm coming at you with a whole different angle because I don't want nothing from you. I just want you to, I want to give you the game and you take it and run with it. We all can eat. And that's my philosophy. That's why Paid in Full is one of my, my favorite movies. You heard what Ace Boogie said. Ace Boogie said, we can all get this money. We all can eat. It's facts. So I started to develop more of a, from a liking to a loving to a straight up passion. Um, since 2014, I have helped hundreds of families, um, not only with their life insurance, but I've also helped families get out of debt. Um, with debt plans, I have personally helped families and individuals um, set up investments. Um, I do have a client base um, that invests, um, that I have started their investment accounts. I have um, clients that are uh, out of debt now. When I first sat with them, they, were, um, they had debt. Um, now they're debt-free. I have clients who have saved more than they ever did before they sat with me, ever. Um, I have clients who continue to still work through their pains and their struggles, but I'm right there for them. And I basically took that and I said, I got to start helping people. I can't be the only one. I've helped my friends. I've helped family members. And I basically took something that started in a, at a very small level as a seed in high school and now, if we fast forward to 2020, I am a, a person who who eats, sleeps, and breathes finance, business, real estate, real estate, but also mindset. Because if I want to, let's go back a little bit, and I'll get more into the ownership piece of it, and then the other piece that I want to talk to you about in terms of real estate. But um, the whole thing about it for me was when I took this journey to get licensed and, you know, go ahead and go through that process, the one thing I had to learn was my get my mind right. And I spoke on this on the first episode, but I'm telling y'all, that was so important to me. That was, that was such a big moment in my life because I didn't realize really how to deal with bullshit, if that makes sense to y'all. Like, I didn't understand how to deal with it. I didn't understand how to deal with bullshit problems, ups and downs, and I would take those issues and I wouldn't necessarily detox them the right way, and that comes from the fact that my mindset, I always was smiling and stuff, but I really had to learn my mind, and being able to deploy my ideas through the ups and downs, the trials and tribulations of life, the negativity, because I'm going to tell y'all something, one thing that tests me was when I got my license, now I got to go find my own clients, right? How many no's do you get? How many times do you get the door slammed on your damn face? I'm going to tell y'all something, man. I sold supplemental health insurance. I done sold candy. I done sold uh, clothes. I done sold, uh, what else? Uh, iPhone accessories, phone accessories. I have sold, um, I've went to yard sales in, in, uh, in uh, college bought stuff and resold it. I have sold computers before. Um, I have sold, there, there's nothing you can really name that I haven't, you know, sold, except for some, probably some substances, but 
that, that's like the only thing. Like, it, it, I have sold everything. Everything. I had my, one of my internships in college was walking around and asking people if I could paint their damn house. I don't know how to paint, but I had to sell it. I had to sell it. And I appreciated that internship. It was so challenging was because you basically had to be a business owner from scratch. I had to find people to paint it and all that. It was very interesting and challenging, to be honest with y'all. But it taught me a lot, selling that supplemental health insurance over the phone. Cold calling, by the way, taught me a lot. It taught me a lot. So my mindset had to have some kind of foundation to get through that shit. And then that's just stuff where you get told no and get over and over, get rejected over and over all the time. That's not counting life's trials and tribulations and ups and downs outside of your professional or work environment, right? So all this stuff is going on and you got to be able to handle that. So going back to that, my mind, I started to develop a stronger mindset. I started to develop a more of a passion and love for just my mind, being infatuated with my, my growth, started to read books more, started to work on self, self-development, listening to positive audios and things like that. You know, that's why I love listening to a Jay Morrison. I'm going to shout out, I'm going to throw out some names, some guys I love listening to, uh, Grant Cardone, a Charlemagne the God. You know, I like listening to him. I like listening to, I like listening, I like looking at Floyd's boxing videos just to see this man work or take a punch and get through it. You know, I love listening to the Bishop T.D. Jakes because he give me daggone shivers sometimes with some of the stuff he be saying, you know. You know, Icky, um, Icky Johnson is another one who get me, man. It's something, something about the way he talked that it just, it, it get, it, it pierced me. You know, like I like listening to somebody, and there's a whole bunch of other guys, you know, and one of the things that really opened my mind up, one of the first books I read about money, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you know, Kiyosaki, if you never read it, go get that, that should be a first read, um, it's good, it's, it helps with, you know, understanding, you know, cash flow quadrant and all that, just understanding all that, but go read that book if you can, this is not, I'm not getting paid for that, y'all, by the way, I just, again, I'm just putting y'all on game with some of the things that I did, but I basically had to work on my mind. And what that led to, y'all, ultimately, was me appreciating and prioritizing ownership. Ownership is where the power is, y'all. And I'm going to have an uh, episode on ownership. It's just going to be a whole episode on ownership. But ownership is the power. That's the power. So I started looking at real estate. Now, keep in mind, I started looking at real estate, I want to say, three and a half years after I'm already in the finance. So this is... 20, so I'm 2014, 2017, 2018, about 20, 2017, I, in 2017, 2018, I really started to get more into it, it took me forever, basically like in 2017, towards the end, and I was scared, I was scared to go get a pre-approval, I was scared to spend the money I had saved on a property, scared, and when I was going out, I had a goal, y'all, of looking for a duplex, triplex, Quaplex. That means a two-family house, a three-family house, or a four-family house. That was my objective. I did not want a single-family home. And I'm going to have an episode for y'all on the reason why I chose those. I don't want to get too far on the tangent because that's a whole episode. It's real estate. And 
all that. Like those, are, those are not just one episode. Those are episodes. <laughs> so I'm gonna save those for their own episode. But just kind of uh, telling you about my situation. That's what I was looking for. And I would go out, take an L. Go out, look at a property, suck. Go out, get beat out on the offer. Go out, and you're driving around, you're looking at it. But I was scared, y'all. Like, man, I say this money. I'm gonna spend this money, man. What if I don't know how to manage it? What if I do it the wrong way? What if I what if I don't do this right or that right? You know, all these different kind of things. End up finding my duplex, end up getting it, end up being the landlord. All because I pushed through. Because I'm gonna tell y'all something. What's gonna happen to y'all is this is gonna be a, a defining moment in your life where you gotta make a decision. You gotta say, you know what, it's time for me to take a leap, or you're going to continue to do the same damn thing and end up in the same damn spot. And one of your biggest fears does not need to be whether your football team or basketball team is going to win or lose the championship. Or whether or not you might get that promotion or might not get that promotion. Your, one of your biggest fears you need to worry about is looking up 10 to 15 years and you ain't did a damn thing to move forward with your life. And you got all your faculties and you're fully capable. That should scare you straight. And that scares me. I don't want to look up two months from now and not have no damn progress. I have got to constantly be moving forward, y'all. And so you got to ask yourself, when that time comes, are you going to leap? Are you going to be ready to take that jump? And damn it, if you're not fully ready, sometimes you just got to dive and say, be real, fuck it. We going in. Win, lose, or draw. We not backing down. Win, lose, or draw. We going in. You got to ask. This. See, you got to have to have that moment with yourself. I had that moment with myself. I'm like, Mike, man, spend this. Spend this. Let that money go, man. You about to be an owner. Forget the money. You're an owner now, King. You're an owner. This is yours. This is mine. This is Greenwood's property. I own this. You can't take this from me without cutting me a check. And I got passive income from the tenant. Like, come on now. It's a different ball game that we in now. We went from earning a check to having passive income, owning something, and I pull up. Guess what the little kids call me? The little kids say, oh, that go my landlord. I'm in my 20s. I feel great. I ain't rich. You know, I, ain't, I don't own a complex, but damn it, that's big for Michael Greenwood. I ain't never seen that growing up. I felt, I felt great, but don't get me wrong, I was nervous. I was scared. I, listen, I am not a handy blue-collar person. I commend anybody who know how to fix stuff. I suck at it. I'm not good with my hands like that. I'm the person that, you know, I just use my uh, gift of gab and I can sell stuff, and I use my natural, you know, uh, abilities that way. But I'm not about, I'm not good with my hand. I can't go build nothing, none of that. No, 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 no. Now, I find somebody who can do it. I'm resourceful. I create relationships. That's my strength. But that's not me. So that was a concern for me, too. I'm like, man, I'm going to be coming out of pocket all this money every time something get broke. I just had a lot of concerns, y'all. I just had everything you can think of to worry about. But I dove. I dove. I dove. I said, you know what? Let's make it happen. Became an owner. Got into the real estate game. Understand real estate even more now. And that became my life. Finance, real estate, mindset, and business. 
And when I mean by the business aspect, I'm constantly reading about what the hell going on in the world. Not outside of what's going on with Michael Greenwood's company or his finances. I need to go on. I need to find out what's going on in the world. I need to see what happened when T-Mobile bought Sprint, which just recently happened. What happened in that merger, right? Or the fact that Morgan Stanley just uh, paid $13 billion for E-Trade, right? What's going on? See, what happens is we such in our little world, we're in our little world, we, we so concerned with a few thousand dollars that we don't want the big boy. We don't want the big boy. We so scared. What's so crazy is, y'all, I'm going to tell y'all something. A lot of people going to get these tax returns that's coming, and it's going to be gone. It ain't going to have nothing to show for it. I, I encourage everybody with their tax return to go get a little bit of ownership. Go buy a stock. Go put down a down payment on a property. Right? Go 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 invest in a mutual fund. Go do something where you get some sort of ownership. Go go do something. I don't give a damn if it's one share at five dollars. Go own something. Cause that's our problem. We don't own a damn thing. We don't own nothing. We have got to prioritize ownership. Get your money. I don't get me wrong. I'm I'm I I say I always say hustle, hustle, hustle. I say I'm one of the greatest legal legal hustlers out here. That's what I call myself. And I respect even the illegal hustler because the mindset and the ability is there. They're just going about it the wrong way. And you know why? They just need a little direction. Don't, hey, y'all, don't, don't beat up the drug dealers. Don't, don't shit on them. Guide them. Guide them. Give them game. Don't shit on them because the ability is there. They got it. They understand money. They quick on their feet. They got the gift of gab. They understand buying and selling. They understand profit margin. Shoot, if they got a crew, they understand the fact that you can have a crew. So that's a business. Some of these guys run the small little businesses, but they're going about it the wrong way. Pull that king aside, pull that queen aside and say, this ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. Take that mindset and go apply it over here. Get this legal money, because trust me, y'all, it's a whole lot of legal money. With Tony O'Brown, whole lot of money, that damn song he got, it's a whole lot of legal money out here, y'all. Trust me. It's a whole lot of it. I don't have the feds knocking at your door because when they show up, they already know what's up. I'm tired of seeing us locked up when we got the ability. Fuck that. It's time for us to wake up and get this money the right way. Own something. So when y'all get your tax return, go buy something. So now, Michael Greenwood, that's all I think about is ownership. I get some money, I got to figure out how can I get this money to flip it into some more money to flip it into some more money so I can go buy something that I own. A business, an idea, a thought, a building, something. We got to own, 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 own something, y'all. And for me, that in a nutshell has been my little journey. Now, a lot of things happen in between, but my credibility comes from experience. Basically getting punched in the mouth and having trials and tribulations and educating myself. I am a self-taught financial advisor got my license studied on my own you know got did did the whole nine but i took that initiative to go out and do it going to work 12 13 14 hours coming back home and studying for two, three to four hours every day every day until i got that initial investment license had to get another license study every day got that Continual education, taking that money, investing it back into my business so I can pay for those licenses, so I can service my clients. 
That's what you got to understand, y'all. Y'all can't be scared. See, people spend money, but y'all scared to spend money on yourselves. That's what's so funny. And what I mean by that is your mind. I see you go buy the flyest outfit, but you won't go buy a damn book. Or you won't go invest in that bit. You got the money. You want it, too. Like, you feel it, but you're scared because you're scared of failure. Don't be scared to fail. Failure is forward progress, believe it or not. Every time I get punched in the eye when it comes to life, I say, damn, I'm one step closer. I'm one step closer. Let's get it. So, that's Michael. That's Money Mike. A guy who knew nothing about money and finance. Was scared to take a dive. Was scared to go on any kind of journey. Any of that. To now a person who has his own podcast and telling people about finance. And feel very comfortable doing it. You can ask me any question. If I don't know it, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to be a honey with you. I don't know that. But I'll find out. And I got so much, so much content in store for you guys. Like I, I get goosebumps. And I feel so good even talking to y'all right now, even thinking about it. That's the passion that I have for this, y'all. Like, I love this shit. Like, I love this shit. I love it. Y'all don't know the excitement I get when a client calls me or she shows me a statement or he show me a statement and say, Hey, Mike, I've been doing what you said, man. It's working. Hey, Mike, I done got out of debt. Hey, Mike, guess what, man? I saved it. I got it. Hey, Mike, I just upped my contribution on my Roth IRA. Thank you. Hey, Mike, I read that book, man. That was solid. Hey, Mike, I listened to that episode, man. You was talking that talk. Hey, Mike, you did this, but you need to work on this. I'll take it all in stride. We going forward regardless. We going forward regardless. That's my passion. So I love this. I do it for free. I did it for free for, for a minute and get paid a dime. I just love doing it. I love giving the game out because there's too many of us who hold on to it. Tell people because I'm going to tell you straight up. We got to own something. We got to understand money at an elite level. Don't go buy them kicks. Go buy a stock. Save that for three to four months. Go buy a building. Understand passive income. Financial freedom. Understand your money. Understand your taxes. Yeah, you might pay somebody else, but understand them. Educate yourself. Because the education can be passed on to somebody else. It could be passed on to something else. So you got to love that. Y'all got to be infatuated with that. Got to be. You have to be infatuated with it. Like you got to eat, sleep, and breathe it. You got to. Because I don't care what your career is. You are going to deal with money. Quote by Ralph Waldo says, Money often costs too much money often costs too much Ralph Waldo Ralph Waldo when I hear that quote it is a cost it's a sacrifice but it's also a mindset there is a cost to money what price are you willing to pay to understand it at an elite level because it's bigger than you if you listen to this, it's bigger than you. I have no kids yet, but I'm already thinking about them. My legacy means everything to me. It's all I got. 
Because all this shit going to go away. Clothes, cars, all this shit going to be gone. But the impact that you leave on this earth, the knowledge that you leave, the people that you help, and the legacy you leave for your family, your friends, your loved ones, your kids, your peoples, your homies, whatever you want to call them, that's what's going to be fulfilling. God took me right now, man. I know I gave myself 100%. I gave this earth 100%. I gave my people all that I could, and I knew I put my legacy further. So if I do leave and I am called home, they straight, they taken care of, or at least they knew I was trying to get there. It's time to wake up, y'all. That's Money Mike. That's the episode. <laughs> I will see y'all next time. Love. Thank y'all for tuning in to the Vibonomics Podcast. I appreciate you. Like, subscribe, share. I need all your friends to know about this, y'all. Come on now. Come on now. You know I got on the podcast and gave you what you need. I created the vibe. You got off the vibe. And now you feel a little bit better, whether it's about your money, your real estate, your business, your mindset, or overall, you just feel great. Go ahead and share that love with your people. Five Anomics out. Peace.